When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. We're coming to you live from Dog Outpost in Cleveland for 2022 All-Star Weekend. And we got a legend, a young legend in the building with us. He was a National Player of the Year, uh, 2021, coming out of Illinois. Chicago Bulls rookie, Ayu Dusimer. What's up, Chief? Appreciate you, man. Thank y'all for having me. How Chilling, All-Star Weekend, <laughs> Cleveland, you know, having a ball. <laughs> so first things first, got to ask you, played in the Rising Stars game. Had the finger injury. How is it for all the Bulls fans out there? Want to make sure you're okay, ready, ready to go? Oh yeah, I'm straight. This is a, a finger jam. Try to um, chase down a block, hit my finger on the rim, but it'd be cool. Um, most important, having fun. You know, making memories, building relationships. You know, relationships that go long time from now. And um, so yeah. The Rising Stars, they switched it up. They have four teams playing, came with a new format. I know it was your first time playing in the game, but did you like the way that the, the, the format was? Yeah, I think it was cool. Um, I think um, it made the game more competitive, but I think um, the next year, or my opinion, is to make the, the score um, even lower. So then I think it make it more competitive right away. You know, you come in and have fun, but at the end of the day, you want to compete against the best. And um, But it was cool for it being a 75th anniversary. Uh, it, it was a great idea. So that's what that was. It was four teams, right? Because yes. I knew I'd seen four different jerseys. I knew I wasn't tripping. Yeah. All right, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Four teams, then they did the first game to 50. Second game of 25 for the 75th anniversary. So what's your biggest takeaway from All-Star Weekend? It's obviously your first All-Star Weekend experience as an NBA player. What's been the funnest part? What's been the part that, you know, you, you would change if you could? Like, what's that whole experience been like? I would say the, the funnest part is, you know, being able to come on podcasts like this, build relationships, um, experience all the stuff that, you know, you normally wouldn't be able to typically experience. Um, that's what's been the most fun for me. Um, this is the time that you gotta enjoy All-Star Week. Exactly. This, your second year, your third year. After that, you know, once you start tapping into your ability, yeah. you're not, you don't wanna have fun no more because right. you know, you're gonna get here, you're gonna be thinking about the second half of the season, right? Like, yep. oh, I need to get ready for the second half of the season. So like now you're, you're not really enjoying this because you're already, you know, trying to get ready for the second half of the season, make the playoffs push and all that. Yep. You know what I mean? So, like, this is like that little mental break. So it's like, while you're still young, you just enjoy it. Just enjoy the process, the whole element of it. You know, meet those contacts, meet those vets. You know, try to get some game from them. You yep. know what I mean? And then, sure. you, know, you know, later on in your career, you will understand why, <laughs> why you enjoying this moment. Because once you start moving, it becomes it becomes such a machine-like process that you you will forget you for you will forget to enjoy that process moving forward. You're just gonna be like, all right, I gotta wake up, work out, train, go to sleep, work out, train, play, score 50, go on and play. You know, it becomes like your machine. You know what I'm saying, definitely. 
So you you a Chicago basketball legend, young, but you you know you got a you know big name did a lot of good stuff. I want to take it back to your high school days. Yeah. I know you and THT, y'all used to have some some epic battles. I was watching the YouTube, kind of prepping for this thing. So what do you remember about those times, and how cool is it for you to see somebody else, a fellow Chicago native, in the league too, doing big things like yourself? I mean, it was great. Those battles was was always great because you know in Chicago, it's so much talent that don't get to make it out that. Each and every night, it was a dogfight. And, you know, those battles we had back then with Simeon and THT, um, it, was, it was some fun battles. And, you know, anytime I see somebody from Chicago, you know, providing for their family, doing what they love to do at a high level, I always give kudos and I always root for them. So you were national player of the year in 2021. You get to the draft, you fall to the second round. Yeah. How much has that motivated you this season to come out and just bust dude's ass and show that you deserve to be a first-round pick? I mean, definitely, each and every game, it's always motivation. You know, as long as I play in the league, I think it always will be motivation because that feeling, you know, that I had after the draft, um, it always will stick with me. And um, I always play with that edge, that competitive spirit because I understand that I have a chip on my shoulder and I got to show it each and every each and every time I go out there. Yeah, that was the same with me. I came out thinking I was about to be a top 15 yeah. <laughs> and going the second round and, you know, that, that, that pain, like, you know, people don't understand. That pain changes. No, it does. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, sometimes certain players do need the pain to turn into what they're supposed to be. For sure. The fact that you're still doing what you're doing. You know what I mean? You're out there performing. You, like, you have, you have an advantage. You, have, you, you do have an advantage because you get to play against two high-level scores. Right. Right? Early. For sure. So you get to pick, you get to pick all-stars, all-NBA players' brains now. Back. Versus, you know, trying to learn it on yourself. You get to, you get to forget all that, you know, mistake making on the court and really learn, really understand how Demar scores. Uh -huh. You know, you be like, man, he's so slow. How does he get to the basket? Yeah. So you get to learn all those tricks and practice games. So when it's time for you to turn over, uh -huh. you have all the tools already. Like sometimes, you know, playing and then sometimes watching and learning and practicing. Like, gotta remember, you're practicing against that All Star. Every single practice. You're playing against that person. Every single Hall of Famer. You get into practice with him every single day, which turns in turns you into one. For sure. So second round, but you go to the Bulls, hometown squad. Was that a cool feeling for you to know that you're gonna be able to stay home and get to play with a, a team you grew up watching? Yeah, definitely. It was a blessing. Um, I think it was definitely a blessing in disguise. Me being able to, you know, come play for my hometown see my family, you know, the, the, with the NBA season, it can get long, um, it can get tedious, definitely. So just having days where I could just chill, you know, see my family reset, um, that's, that's a blessing also. So being able to come to the Bulls and, you know, play for my hometown and with, while also having a, a competitive spirit and having that chill on my shoulder, um, it's fun. You know, that mental support sometimes that, you know, like NBA players, you know, don't have when they first get in. You know what yeah. I mean? You know, when you go to a city that you don't know, you don't have no friends, you don't, you know, sometimes mentally it can, it it can get with you. But, sure. you know, when you're at home, you got your support. Uh, nah, baby, you're going to be all right. Yeah, Just keep like, going. Like, it, 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 it helps, you know, lot. that first, that, that sure. first couple, two years. For sure. You got your family out here, too. Mom was here taking photos before <laughs> yeah. we started the show. You got a lot of people even here with you right now. How do you deal with kind of just the issue of giving people tickets? I know you got a lot of friends and family. Everybody want to pull up the games and support. So how do you judge how you dole out the tickets to games and stuff? 
Yeah, so, you know, when I went to Illinois, um, my family would just ride down there. It was like an hour, 25 minutes. So, basically, uh, the same five, six people came to all those games. So, now, NBA just made it easier. Um, my, my dad, my brother, they just keep it cool. Those five, six people come. You know, every now and then, if I have extra tickets, I got a list. I just give it out accordingly. But on a nightly basis, you know, my family understands that um, – it's not a lot of tickets to really be given out. Sure, I'm sure they were like when the Lakers come to town or the Nets. Yeah, so it's like everybody want a ticket, but then like the Magic, everybody like, ah, oh, nah, they don't want to go there. <laughs> I got they got things to do that night. They don't want to go to them games. What's been the, the toughest adjustment for you coming from you know playing three years of college now to being a rookie in the NBA? Um, I would say the fact that you know the NBA that every night, um, every night you, you know you're guarding someone at a high level, you're guarding someone who's looking to you know, um, prove something. You're looking to showcase why they're one of the best in the NBA. Um, everyone has an agenda. Some guys are all-NBA second team. They want to make the all-NBA first team. Some guys are borderline all-stars. They want to be all-stars. So, you know, me being a rookie, um, off the bat, when they see me, they, they get excited. So having that mental capacity to bring it every night, um, each and every night, each and every game, that's probably been the biggest adjustment that I've been um, – Coming out of college, playing in the NBA, practicing is a yeah. little different, right? Yeah. You're like, man, when, y'all don't practice like <laughs> exactly. that, right? And when them games come, it's yeah. like, yeah, them get, there's so many games that people don't understand that because we're moving so fast, we don't practice that. No, so like, you gotta have that inner want. You know, you gotta have the inner want to just want to be great because. You can have a game today, today, tomorrow, have a day off, then two games, and that day off, you're like, I'm resting. You know, I'm resting, 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 and then half the season went by. You only practice <laughs> like six times as a team. Thanks. And understanding that if you take that time, you're far behind. You need to learn how to, like, you have so much time in your day that you need to actually carve out your practice schedules for yourself Definitely. just to get better. And that's kind of like a secret. Like, in the summer, we're all equal. I need to figure out how to catch you, so I'm going to try to catch you during the season. Thanks. So, you know, my, my workout schedule is like three times. So I'm going to work out in the morning before practice, practice, and come back at night. And then the day before the game, I have, I'm going to go through my practice routine, day off. Ain't no day off. I'm going, I'm going to practice, and that's how I'm trying to catch, I'm trying to catch my fellow foes. Because I know in, in the summer, everybody's going to practice two, three times a day. Everybody go work. So I got to catch you during the season. You know what I mean? So it's like... I can rest in the summer. The season is workplace, so I'm just focused on my work. For sure. So what was your welcome to the NBA moment? I would say probably um, it was early on. I wouldn't say I had one moment yet, but I remember, like, in college, like, I wasn't used to getting blue out a lot. And then I remember we went to Golden State. They beat us by, like, 35, yeah. 40. Uh, just seeing them just beating us like that, that hit, hit fast for me. Wait, no, so nobody gave you 50 yet? Nah, not yet. Damn, bro, they soft, bro. <laughs> bro. Knock on some wood, man. For real? Yeah, not yet, man. Oh, nah. Any rookie I see, bro, <laughs> like, I don't care what's going on. It's, I got to welcome you to the envy. I'm going to, I'm going to put you on the island and then, and then, and then talk track eight. Nah, y'all can't help the rook. No help side. He got to learn how to play this game by himself. <laughs> Mello, T-Mac put 50 on him and told him, I'm putting 50 on you. Put him on the island. And then, you know, the vets, the vets is like, nah, we ain't going to help you. You're going to have to learn how to 
If you're gonna be a star in this league, you gotta learn how to stop your own man. Yeah. And that's how that's how it was back then. Cause I remember I had to guard Gary Payton. Uh-huh. He gave me 18 quick ones. It was like 18 in like five minutes. That hurt so bad that when he started getting older, I'm yeah. trying to give I'm trying to give him 40, 50 every single just payback. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you know that's what it was. You know, you get that rude awakening, like, dang. Like you finish a game like. Yeah, that was, I didn't like that film. Yeah, it was tough. Yeah, no, it's, definitely like been some tough it's definitely been some tough coverage for sure. You know, the league, there's so much talent in the league, especially the guard position. So, yeah. you know, I just be trying to, you know, take it day by day, <laughs> game by game, really. Let's see, but so that's what I said. Y'all don't, got, y'all don't have the mm-hmm. Allen Iverson in the Oh, game. for sure. Like, that's what I say. Now, think about Allen Iverson seeing a rookie on him. Yeah. Trying to, now you're trying to guard a man who's trying to score 50. Yeah. That's a whole different. Like, that's a whole different mindset going into that game. Like, he's trying to score 50. Shout out to and shot. I got to guard him. And he coming hard. Then the next night, you got to go guard T-Mac. He's trying to score 50. Like, it's like one of those things where you sitting there for that week like, yeah, man. Like, telling your friends, like, nah, I can't talk to you. Today. I can't I'm talk good. to you. I need to rest. <laughs> like, I, I need to rest. <laughs> so, on the other side, what's the moment when you were like, OK, not only can I play in this league, but I'm going to be able to compete at a high level and I'm going to have a bright future in this game. Um, I always have the confidence, but, you know, the reassurance, I would say, um, like Gilbert said, you know, our team was always good. So in the summer, we always scrimmage. And, um, you know, I come out of the scrimmage just feeling good, you know, having those all-stars on our team and, you know, Caruso and Lonzo. We had a good team, so our, our scrimmage was always competitive and it always was you know, trying to attack each other and trying to go at each other. So those scrimmages itself, I, I knew that, you know, I'd be, you know, finally just playing against each other. Like little, little secrets in the game, especially when you're younger, right? And you, like, like say you guard in like a Bradley Beal type, right? Uh-huh. You know he has green light, right? So to mess with him mentally, <laughs> like when he's on the weak side, you're like, swing it, swing it, I got him on me. Uh-huh. Like you just start saying stuff that he's supposed to say to you. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, I got no, no, no. Clear out. Ah. Like used to, I used to do that all the time. They'd be like, so they'd be like, yo, who, who the who, is, who, is, who are you? Like right. with all this, like, like you think you gonna score me? Like yeah, you, I, you don't, you can't play no defense, <laughs> right? And I just used to do little stuff like that, like to try to get my confidence up. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Because you know sometimes you lose confidence just playing against players. Like this man get to shoot twenty times. Like, I got shoot four five. I got shoot four five. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I. Every time I touch it, or I just be, woo, woo, I got a weak one on me, I got a weak one on me. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like one of those things where, you know, you're just trying to figure out how to build confidence yeah. from now until you do have that green light. For sure. Obviously, I know you love playing at home, but what's been like the coolest road arena for you to play at? I would say Boston um, and then um, Madison Square Garden. Okay. Those would be my favorite, too. Madison Square Garden get loud, uh, but... So far, I've been having good games at Boston, so I like their rims. <laughs> they got some nice rims. Yeah, you have some thoughts on MSG. But, the, but he's, he's saying it right. Like, that's, that's like, see, everyone always says, yo, everyone loves to play in the garden. Yes! Yeah, for sure. We all love playing in there. Yeah. Knicks don't. <laughs> they don't want to play in there because they get booed by you. We get cheered, that vibe. It, it was so funny. It's a vibe for the opposing team. Oh, it is. It's a vibe for the opposing team. It's not a vibe for the home team. So, like, there's a reason that everyone puts up numbers. They come everyone, with the A hey, game. You come with your A game because you know that if you 
come with your A game, the love, you're gonna yep. feel that. It's like paid in full. When um, when Mitch was like, yo, I just love it, man. I love when that, that light's on me. That's the feeling. When you go in there and that light's on you, you're like, yeah. I feel good. If I get that New York fan to cheer for me, man, I'm oh. good. I made it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. So you joined the Loaded Bulls backcourt, obviously, DeMar and Zach Levine. What has that been like for you to be able to play with guys, you know, two all-star level guys, potential MVP level talents, you know, in your rookie season? I mean, it's been a blessing, you know, um, being able to learn from them, uh, pick their brains, um, and just try to, you know, take as much as I can from them and incorporate it into my game because, you know, they're, they're, they're both so good in their own different ways. You know, Zach, he's very explosive. Um, of course, he's younger. He, he moves faster. But then DeMar, you know, he has um, the concept of the game mentally. It comes so slow to him. It's so smooth to him. So he, he has already, you know, went through the days like Zach where he was dunking every game and, you know, um, windmilling and, you know, playing like that. Now it's like he's at a, a point in his career where he's trying to maximize his body, his health, and also maximize his ways to be the best way on the court. So basically me just picking both of their brains because they're so good in their own ways, that's um, it's been a blessing for me. Do you ever talk trash? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, I, this is so funny, is like, I always, I, I, I had, to, like, in practice, I had to talk trash. So, like, you know, I had Larry Hughes. Uh-huh. Larry Hughes, first team all defense, right? So, I always talk trash. Like, so, even though we're in the same team, like, in practice, what I do is I was like, hey, man, coach, can you put Larry on the other team or put me on the other team so I can bust his ass, man? I don't think his defense is like that. <laughs> because now I need him to turn up because now I need to, I need to go against the best defender. Right. They both all the time. Yep. I mean, I don't want, like, you know, this is my advantage. He's first team. I want to see what first team looks like when it's when it has no rules. There's no referees. So that means he has, he gets to do whatever he wants on defense. Pass. You know what now, I mean? He gets to hold, rule, like, he gets to do all that. So I get to learn it. I get to learn how to score on it. You know what I mean? So it made the games easier because he has no rules on defense. He's playing arch rivals out here. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, was, right. it, it, it actually made the game easier for me. So you and DeMar developed a relationship. He actually came when you got your jersey retired at University of Illinois. He pulled up to support. What advice has he given you about playing in the league on the court and also off the court? He gave me a lot of advice on, you know, in the league of just basically just try to be a true professional. Um, not only that, but also learning that it's so many games. Um, I remember one game he had like 40. We was playing in Orlando. He had like 45. We ended up losing, though. You know, of course, me, I'm like, damn, he had 45. We lost. I make a couple more threes. If I, you know, make a couple more plays, help him out, we would have won a game. And um, he just told me, like, it's a long season. You 
know, games come so fast, you can't dwell on one game. You gotta move on to the next. And um, so yeah, that's pretty much the best advice he gave me, just having that next play mentality, next game mentality. So Zach was quoted recently saying that him and DeMar are the best duo in the league. Do you agree with that or do you disagree with that? I mean, of course I agree with that. I've got to, you know, I've got to, you know, got to make sure. So DeMar's now, I mean, he's been on that crazy 35-point-per-game run, like, just doing obscene stuff. Right. <laughs> I'm like, they, they are, though. It's like, when it comes to duos, yeah. I mean, who's on that level right now? <laughs> no. A lot of these other duos are kind of falling off or kind of figuring their stuff out right now. So they, they run in the league. But like I said, DeMar's putting up, what, 35 on 50% shooting, just, just doing obscene stuff we haven't seen since Wilt. His name's not, you know, it's starting to get some buzz in the MVP race, but do you think DeMar currently is the best player in the league right now? Yes, I think he's playing definitely the, the, the best way in the NBA, for sure. I mean, of course, you got some guys who are, who are so good, they're automatically going to be there, like, you know, LeBron, Katie, um, those guys. But um, what he has done for our team, you know, night in, night out, with guys out with injuries, got out with COVID, um, won five in a row. Anytime you do something that, it has, hasn't been done since Wilt. I mean, it's something that is, is good. So definitely, I think he's playing the best basketball right now in the NBA. Yeah, I don't think he's going to, to be honest, I don't think he's getting enough credit because the fact that, you know, you lose Zach, you lose Caruso, or you lose, you lose the players that Lonzo. everyone was counting on. You lose Zoe, and you're still keeping this team right to there. where they are. And I don't think, I don't think, like, he's being appreciated for how he's kept this team above water. I agree. Above water, like you, you, you're still like it's first in the East. Yeah, that's what I said. It's like, yo, this. <laughs> he has younger guys with him, like so. The, the fact that the younger guys got to get, you got to get, got to get old fast. You, you that's still, the, And you know, one thing I love about Damar is his competitive spirit. Like, you know, I never. He always wants to go out there and compete. Like, each and every game, each and every night. You know, he's not looking to make excuses. Who's ever out there, he's looking to compete. And. Um, when you see that from, you know, one of your vets, one of your leaders, that, um, that make the whole locker room, you know, want to go harder. So we had DeMar on the show uh, before the season started. And he's a guy, you know, we're asking about mid-range game versus three-pointers. You know, everybody now is big on taking threes, but he's like, look, I could do that, but I'd rather focus on the mid-range. Is that rubbed off on you at all or, or you know, in terms of your shooting style? Or I mean, definitely, it, it, it's, I try to incorporate that because I think all – you know, great scorers can score on all three levels. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that as long as you have it in your game, and then whatever, you know, is comfortable, you bring it out. Like, if you look at any great scorers in the NBA, they all can, you know, get to the rack, they all can create their own shot, and they can shoot threes in mid-range. And he's in a point now in his career where he's efficient there, you know? 37 points on 60% shooting, that's a great shot. Um, so, yeah, I think he's one of those great players where he doesn't have to just hoist up threes to be efficient. He can score at all three levels. I want to talk quickly about Alex Caruso. I'm a big Caruso fan when he was with the Lakers. Went to the Bulls. Bulls fans initially were like, oh, Lakers fans are gassing Caruso up. He's not, he not that nice. He whatever. But I think he's shown a lot of stuff. Obviously, I know he's been hurt. But what has it been like playing with a guy like Alex Caruso, a high IQ guy that also can do a lot of other things on the court? Um, he's been one of, one of the vets that also has helped me, you know, come along fast, give me, you know, advice. Um, give me different tricks on guarding guys. Um, yeah, he just, you know, gave me that, that championship experience. Um, and he's been, a, you know, a great, a great guy to, to, for me to um, grab information from. Yeah, you know, that's, that's, the, that's the biggest key about just, you know, where you are right now is just the exorbitant all that 
that information. Yeah. Right? Like, understanding the tr like, the faster you can learn the tricks. And then once, it's like, you got to remember, your, your ability is your ability. Uh-huh. Right? Now you're just trying to process all the information that's coming. Right. Take what you need, throw away what you don't need, and then turn into what you're supposed to do. Right. You know, and that's, that's really the game of where you are right now, just trying to understand the process, understand what, it, what it's like to be a pro. Understand why this person is successful versus that person. Exactly. Exactly. You know, you've been in league three years and you still, there's a reason, right? And you're trying to figure out, like, the road. Like, you got your own car, you got your own vision. Definitely. But you're trying to, you know, you're just trying to navigate and just try to understand what everyone's doing, what makes this person great, what makes this person not successful. And then put your package out there when it's ready. Definitely. We're here at Cleveland All-Star Weekend. Want to know... What's been like the coolest celebrity sighting or somebody you know, like, you know, I know you, Gil said you saw Jay-Z and Beyonce when you was playing sure. and you were starstruck. <laughs> Have you seen anybody you were just like, oh man, it's been great to see you, this person in real life? No, not yet. Um, oh, I'm pretty right. sure today. Okay. Um, the contest, three-point shootout, I'm pretty sure I'll see somebody. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's it. Come, what? Come on, that's today and tomorrow, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, but we've been out here, and, you know. You, you don't see him at the yeah, airport. Yeah, you man. might see him at the, you know. There's only like five spots to eat out here, so, <laughs> you know, when you're walking around. Uh, not yet. Not Anybody yet. you're excited to see, you hope is going to be out here? There's definitely some celebrities that, you know, I would like to see. Um, not, not one in particular, but, of course, like Jay-Z guys like that, that, you know, listen to their music. Um, I want to see them in person. I'm sure. What's so funny is you don't, it's like you don't have a name until you see it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, like, you know, like, yeah, celebrity, and they be like, oh, Jay-Z. Yeah. Yo, that's, that's really him. That's the rock. Yeah. Start doing stuff you don't know. Like, why did I just do that? <laughs> you, got, you got to go dap up Jay. Beyonce, give her the hug. So, Bulls have been playing well this season, right? You've been at or in the, in the discussion for the East whole season long. What goals do you guys set as a squad? Do you guys think a championship is attainable? Do you guys talk about that at all? Or how far do you think the squad can go this season? I mean, yeah, of course. Um, we, we talked about, you know, you have aspirations of winning a championship. I think that's, you know, what every every team in the NBA does, especially when you have a team like ours. But we understand that it, it takes steps. Um, it takes, we have to continue to get better, continue to um, try to fix our mistakes and um, continue to grow in our habits. And, um, of course, we understand if we do that, then we have an opportunity to what's at hand. But we got to take it, of course, game at a time and day at a time. And then, then for yourself, obviously, more than half the season's over. You're getting ready for this back half now after the break. What are you focused on on your game and on improving and just, just getting ready for now this playoff push? I mean, I understand that <clears throat> the reality of it is we're getting close to the playoffs. So, of course, there's going to be more teams pushing to make the playoffs. Um, like Gilbert said, it's going to be other stars who have their eyes on championships. So just me being a rookie, my level of detail, you know, getting that where it needs to be at, um, just getting myself prepared each and every game, um, being ready for guys. Um, I'm pretty sure teams are going to try to take Damar out the game, try to double him, you know, hedge him, just be there for him, be another playmaker for him, Zach the team, and um, just try to make it easier for the guys to go out there, you know, make our team better. Yeah, so you know, like, you know, getting ready for the playoffs is, it, it, it's like, um, it's like an advance in your game, right? Because yep. you get to, everyone's coming harder now. The game is more intense. And then once you get to the playoffs, that scouting report is, is the size everybody it is. Everybody knows, right? So everybody knows everything. So now that's when your natural ability kicks in. So you, that's when you, like, 
that's where you really get to test where you are. Like when you're out there, remember, they know everything about the players that they know. So that means you, you get to be you. So, right? Like you need the, the wild card. Don't be afraid to take the shots that you like. Like, you know, like I always tell like players that play with me, like, yo, don't be afraid to shoot shots that you think you can make. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if I'm giving, if I do pass you the ball, I'm expecting you to do something with it. Right. Passing that shit back to me is not an option. <laughs> <laughs> I could have just kept it, bro. Yeah. I could have just kept it through the double, right? But, you know, it's like, yo, having confidence to shoot it, you know, so the more I see you gonna make those plays, the more I'm gonna like, yo, because if I'm getting double, I need you to relieve some of that pressure. You go out sure. there and have 20, they can't deal with me no more. And now they got to worry about you. So, you know, when, when, when playoffs is coming, try to understand that this is the time to be aggressive too. Right. Be aggressive, make more plays, and, you know, really let them know, like, yo, when playoff time comes, y'all can count on me. All right, for sure. I hit you on this, but I got to know. Obviously, you play with the U18 Olympic squad, but your dad's a Nigerian immigrant, so you could have the option to play for the Nigerian team down the road. Is that something you would ever give some thought to, or are you just focused on making the, the USA squad? I mean, it's definitely thought I would give to just my grandparents being from there, my dad being from there. So when it get closer, of course, you know, I, I think about that for sure. So the answer's no. <laughs> that man want that gold, bro. Right? <laughs> he want that gold. Yeah. He want that guarantee. They, they not far off, bro. I just say that. They not far off. You know, the, the, that's what I said. He played, he played 18U on USA. So that means he's already in the pipeline for, you know, the big squad. So, you know, you know, going... I'm gonna call it backwards. Going backwards is like not an option at this point. You know what I mean? That, that man want that, that fast track to that gold, baby. <laughs> you already know. <laughs> well, look, man, we really appreciate you pulling up and best of luck for the rest of the season. Appreciate y'all, man. It's been another episode of No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. We'll be back with more very soon.